1: Empire.
0: Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today, I'm joined by the great Santana Moss, the former Washington receiver. I've enjoyed every conversation that I've ever had with him because he's real and he's insightful today was one of my favorite chats that I've ever had with him as we discussed a lot from Sean Taylor to Washington Secondary and De'Ami Brown and Taylor Heineke and much more. Santana was awesome. It was a longer conversation so I'm not going to waste your time with my thoughts today. Just know that you can follow Santana on Instagram at eight two nine, and you can read my work on ESPN.com as I hope you already knew. On Friday, I'll provide a few more thoughts on various topics and players, but today let's get right to Santana Moss. So here you go, my conversation with former Washington receiver, Santana Moss. I do wanna start Santana with some of the stuff you're doing. and let, let you plug some of what you're doing because I see you popping up on Instagram, see you over here doing stuff. Tell people what you are doing and where they can get your stuff.
1: I mean, right now, man, I'm just staying busy uh, with the game that I love, man. You know, I'm very fortunate that the Washington football team has, you know, allowed me to, you know, uh, stay tuned in and and be able to kind of share my insight each and every week. I'm on the pregame show with Julie. Um, Another shout out to Julie. She's one of the reasons why I'm able to be able to still be seen and heard. So I'm on the pregame show before every game with Julie uh, talking on uh, 980. You know, just leading the fans and everybody up, um, I think, it took kickoff, I believe. Right. And then post-game, I does the NBC show uh, with um, Jordan and B. Mitch. And, right. you know, you can always tune in or, or catch me on social media on 8 to the 9 or just type my name in and you can see it. And then Facebook also. But um, I also got a little commercial that we were just talking about. That's right. With yeah, with Unibet. So... Um, and I'm just fortunate, man, to be able to still cover this game and and be here in Washington doing so.
0: Yeah, and you know, to make no mistake, when you say you and, and I know what you say about Julie's giving you the opportunity, you yeah. get those opportunities because people one like what you have to say and they like yeah. dealing with you. But you when you're seen and heard, it's because what you say and and what you what you say is worth hearing. So
1: that's yeah. to me, it starts there. If you didn't couldn't, yeah. couldn't provide right. that. You're not getting right. these opportunities, so we'll go there. Just kind of, kind of, just to piggyback off of that. That's why I've always tried to, you know, be as real as I can be too. You know, right. uh, like don't get me wrong, man. It, it takes a lot to do what you guys do. Like I didn't go to school to be a journalist, and you know, so I get my perspective as a player. Now that I that now that I'm not a player anymore, I have to kind of tap into some of those skills that you guys have by doing my research and and following a little more you know, uh, uh, up close than I would have as a player. So, uh, like I said before, I tip my hat off to you guys who've who've been this person your entire lives. Like, this is what you want to do. This was your dream job, and it's not easy. People might say, oh, I get up there and talk football. No, you know, no, it's not easy. It's not easy. You you should get a lot of credit for what you do.
0: Well, it's funny too, because as you know, and what I've learned over the years is, sometimes you think you know something, And then you talk to the people who were involved in a play and you realize I didn't know anything. None (laughs) at all. At (laughs) all. Yeah. So, but I did want to start too with, um, and this was a couple of weeks ago, but the Sean Taylor celebration and you were there and we all, everybody knows what Sean meant to you. And I'm curious. And I know there was a lot of, um, (sighs) brouhaha controversy over how it all unfolded, but I'm curious for you to see all, to see it, to be a part of it. What did it mean?
1: Well, um, Fortunately and unfortunately, so should I say unfortunately, but fortunately, uh, I wasn't really a part of the everything that went on. Now I was there, right? You know, I was around, but I, I didn't get a chance to see the street reveal. I ride the street all the time. So I right. seen it, you know what I mean? And I didn't get a chance to go down the field to celebrate, you know, the alumni and all that and be there with his family. I gave Peter a text because right after I did my spot, you know, my little uh, pregame show, you know, I have to get on the highway and punch right. it over to NBC so I can be ready for the post-game show. So I missed all that. But if you know me, you know, I'm not big on having to be in a spot or be in a place, you know. Right, I'm right. Happy that it was done. I think that's was, and that's right. that's
0: you know, why I asked you that. Yeah. Yeah, you
1: know, it was it was long overdue. And like I said before, you know, it's crazy, man, because I think about this stuff now more than I did when I played the game. Like people fail to realize this is if some guys play this game and say, man, I want to be known as a legend. And, and I played the game to say, look, if I handle my business, all that stuff should come. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I've always played and live. Everything I do in life. If I do what I supposed to do, I shall be remembered right. for doing that in a good light. And so when it comes to Sean, that's all we can do is have his legacy live on. And it's great to see his daughter was to be a part of it. Like I said before, when he passed, she was so young. Yeah, she didn't know, know none of that stuff was going on. She didn't know how people felt about her father and the way he played this game. She didn't know how people loved him or the person that he was, his family and friends. So now that she's older and she, she has a chance to, to to carry on that legacy and, and be able to um, appreciate all the fruits of his labor, It's great. So I was, you know, that's what put a smile on my face. That's what gave me, you know, those goosebumps just seeing her there and being able to take part in everything.
0: And, you know, it's as somebody who liked, liked loved watching me as a football player. And, you know, we, everybody knows like at that fourth year, he was really hitting his stride. But what I still go back to with him is how perfect he would be. And I say it almost any era because he could play so much, but in this modern era with his speed and instincts, to play and to disguise coverages the way he could it's like i still sit there and wonder like oh what would he have what would he have looked like at age 32 33 yeah. as a player because you know that he could he would still be able to do certain things but i just i i do think about that
1: a lot yeah, he was a freak i of an athlete. You know, people look at Randy Moss and say, you know, they called him a freak. You look at Javon Kirst, they called him a freak. Those guys played their position before their time. They, timed. they yeah. was something that they have not seen at those positions. That was Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor can line up at receiver. He can line up in the backfield. We was putting him on offensive plays in the goal yeah. line. He can play corner. He can, He would. you know, we would be in one-on-one drills, and all I want to do is go against my cornerbacks out there. And Sean was like, no, I want something. <laughs> And I'm like, why? He's like, because I need this, you know. And he would go against David Patton. God bless yeah. the day both of those yeah. guys gone. He would go against David Patton every practice. And Dave used to be like, Tanner, man, come get this young buck off me. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want no parts of him, you know, because I just knew the kind of competitor he was. But he was a freak of an athlete, and you know, I questioned it too because folks are like, oh, he wouldn't be able to play today because oh, the oh god, he'd, he'd be great. And I'm like, screw that. Sean was a smart person. He yeah. would have been able to adapt to anything, but his athleticism alone would have been superior enough for him to play as long as he wanted to because he was just that type of ball player
0: right and that's why I say like you know and, and his ability to disguise coverages for any defense would have been a plus even at this stage because I think what I really liked in that last year that he played was how the mental side it was catching up to the physical side and yeah. that's what would have Catapulted in into an all time great, and you know the other the other thing Santana too, and I even tweeted this that day, is all these people who talk about how like oh Sean was my favorite player. Hey, you want to play special teams? No, no man, I, I'm not that. That's that's why I think that's what Sean separated that all. guy from everybody yeah. else was this desire to play special teams.
1: He did it all. Yeah, he was yeah. a football player. He was yeah. a he was the modern era football player. Like, look, yeah. you need help? Sean accent hey, what can I do? You know, he was that kind of guy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's go – let's turn to this Ma, this this team right now. And I'm curious, like, what you've seen – we know the record. We've seen what we've seen. What have been your take on this season so far?
1: Well, first, if you had to ask me leading into this week or, or before this week just passed, I would be like, it's a lot of guys playing game but not, not playing the game right. to the caliber that we expected, you know, uh, especially on the defensive side. I mean, we give a lot of – you know, flack to the defensive front. But if you really look closely, despite a a game or two early in the season, they haven't been playing that bad. Now they have been doing some things um, not in, you know, unison with each other, but, you know, you got guys getting double teamed. You got guys probably trying to make a play more more so for themselves than not in, you know, in tune with the play call. So, yeah, you might call some of that, but, it's just all over the board when you look at the defense. You look at the, you know, our front four was the guys that we was going to depend on, but then you look at the drop off in the linebackers position, then especially in the secondary. I mean, to me, that's hard to watch because I was right. a receiver. I watch. I pay close attention to those guys more than I pay attention to anybody when I'm watching us play. And I'm like, our DBs just they can be beaten. Like I, I watch them, and I'm like, okay, if you are playing off of me, I'm going to beat you. Then when you pressing me, they not putting the hands in the right place. Right. So it's just hard to watch them, and then you watch them in Green Bay, and it looked totally different. It right. looked totally different. Like, I, I, I finally saw a defense playing. Even though, you know, you're going against, you know, Aaron Rodgers, who who's, can be possibly one of the best that played the position, they still look better. And you was without uh, William Jackson the third. And then you move, you know, you move Landon to linebacker. So I'm saying to myself, scratching my head like, hmm, you got some guys that you're not having at their natural position. And one guy that we paid a lot of money to come here who's not even playing. And these guys looked better. So right. um, Hopefully going forward, I can see that kind of output again from that defense Uh, offensively. I didn't give him no chance coming to the season. I think my only hope was that Fitz can be Fitz for 17 weeks and he didn't even last one week. You know, he didn't even last one game. And then to see Heineke come in there and surprise everybody and just give us heroics, heroics, heroics. It seemed like they flat his tire the past two weeks before Green Bay. And then now he showed you that again in Green Bay. Um, It was a, it's a great story going on with Heineke, but I just, I still feel like he's, He's a great backup. You know, right. He's a great guy that you can depend on if your guy gets nicked in the game. But um, for our offense to be overachieving for, you know, half of the those first, what, six weeks, you know, it was great. But you have to win games. You know, yeah. we don't give you gold medals or no. ribbons for overachieving. <laughs> no. <laughs> you look at the win-loss column at the end of the day and say how many games have you won.
0: Absolutely. And, and you, I want to go back to defense first because William Jackson – to me, he doesn't look comfortable with what they're ask, how they're asking to play. When you're yeah. a receiver, when you're a receiver, and this is what you say you look at, how many receivers are looking at him and saying, "I know, I can, he doesn't look comfortable with it. I can now do something." Is you know, Confidence what do you, you
1: see? Confidence. I didn't mean, to cut you off. Confidence is key. Uh, I don't know what it is. You know, I, I I find it hard to see a guy who I watched in Cincinnati mm-hmm. press man, bump and run everybody, right, and basically hang with anybody and follow guys around and have his man 80, 75% of the time, you know, as a DB, you're going to get beat. But let's say 75% of the time I saw him making a play, whether he was picking it off, you know, getting the you know, a, a PBU, whatever it was, this guy was making plays. And then now you come here to us with the front four that we have, and now he's off and he's playing a zone to me, that right there is not his game. But then when I, just, as soon as I spoke about it, I watch him now. He's able to bump and run and he's getting, he's whiffing and, and missing right. guys. That's what was confounding. I, I'm lost. And, you know, just knowing from other guys, like I've only been to two teams. I'm only played for two teams. And I remember coming to Washington and I remember CP getting on me for being so anal about certain things. My, my preparation leading to that season that year in 2005. And he like, man, you know, you here now, you gotta let it hang out, come do this to do that. And I was like, no, because I haven't won my team over yet. I haven't did enough, you know, I know what I, I can do, but I haven't got myself ready to go out here and play or haven't played a game with you guys to give me the credit that's, that I need and the respect I need because that's what I want. That's who I am. I want the respect from my teammates and these coaches that, to know that who they traded for is going to go out here and be productive. So, I, you know, I don't know what went on through his process of getting ready for this season but I would expect a lot more from him knowing that he's a big money guy. And in this league, the DBs and the receivers, it's their show right now. It's all, a it's a passing game. right? And these guys are going to either be a star or not when it comes down to how their production is on the field. So uh, it could be a little jitters, first year jitters, because he he's, he's still trying to get acclimated. Or it could be he's just not comfortable with the scheme. And I'm hoping that whatever it is, he gets over it because, you know, as an athlete playing this game, that's being, you know, under the microscope all the time, you know, it can get worse for him if he keep hearing us chirping at him or, or about him. Yeah. And I don't want that to sink into his head and him to lose his confidence and not be, be half of the guy that, you know, I see. I see half of him out there. Right. I, see, I see him flash every now and then. But I know as, you know, we all humans. We sit here and try to be macho as athletes and especially football players be like, "Oh yeah, I don't hear that." No, we hear it. That's why I don't pay attention to it. That's why I literally don't watch it when I played it because I knew it hurts if it hits you the right or the wrong way. And so, you know, I'm sure he hears it. I'm sure a lot of these young guys listen and watch and read more than I did, and that stuff can really build up and have you go out there and really press and not be your not be yourself.
0: Well, especially in the in the social media age too, because all you have to do is if they have I like when players say I deleted my account because then it's like then you're you're staying away from yeah. the, the nonsense or, or people who don't know what's going on. And in some cases, maybe they do and they still ripping you. And it's funny you mm-hmm. bring up the whiff because that happened against Kansas City. He finally yeah. like but he opens his hips so early on that play. But then he tries to get his hands on him and he doesn't. And that's his game is getting the hands. But it's also like as a receiver, if you see a guy with impatient feet, you're going to probably take advantage.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, it's not even the impatient feet part. It's just not knowing that he's not confident, right? Okay, that's all you need. When a receiver or anybody, anybody smell blood from their opponent, they're going to attack, and that's what's been going on right now. I think you know he's been caught in some situations where he just haven't came down on the you know right side of that play, and it's right. causing him to think a little more than what he 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 has done in the past, you know. And you know when you think, man, that's when you're losing because. I can't think. I remember when I had my most mistakes as a player, as a receiver, when I dropped balls. It's because I thought about it before I even had a chance to do it. And the ones that I caught, it's because instinctively I went and made the catch because I didn't even know how it was going to come. But it surprised me, Um, especially when I had quarterbacks that I wasn't sure of. Man, that's when I pressed the most because I wasn't sure that guy, I wasn't sure the ball was going to come where I needed it. I wasn't sure he's going to hit me out that. You know, out that plant. And when I watch DBs and especially our team right now, especially our defense, I just see a bunch of people out there thinking a bunch of guys not working in unison together. Mm -hmm. And to me, I think it's been two weeks that it showed up that they have played a lot better and they both resulted into L's. But if they can continue that style of play going forward, it can turn some things around for us.
0: NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code kime that's K-E-I-M. bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code kime K-E-I-M. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. One guy, too, that got a lot of grief is Landon Collins. And, they, and as you said, in a couple of weeks ago, they started playing them more in the box. And I know in, from their he says linebacker. I know from their perspective, it's like, well, you're doing the same thing as a big nickel. You're doing some, of the, some safety things. So they view it as a hybrid. Whatever you want to call it, he is out of his, you know, he is being used differently. You were someone that had to go from outside to inside too, and your role changes. People think it's an easy switch, but when you switch for a player, is that how hard is that to do? Even if you're still on the field, he's not on the field as much, though. So, how hard is well, it to
1: do? Well, fortunately for me, I was a slot guy in college. So, I played both. I would play the outside, you know, I would play Z. Doing doing base base formations, and then we, when we put the um, you know the uh, three tight ends, I mean the three receivers in the game, I will move in a slot. And as crazy as it sounds, when I got into the league, they didn't use me like that for ten years. Right. And I'm like dominated inside. I'm a little guy, but <laughs> to my credit, I was able to stand outside and hold my own for so many years. So it was great for me when I had a chance to say, okay, Tanner, we don't need much from you no more. Let's come inside. And now I see the field bigger. I see the different picture, you know, um, especially at my position. I love the inside because what I can do best is beat my guy. I have a ton of field to work with now. Um, to his credit, I understand how he feels about the change because he's played safety all his life. Mm-hmm. Even though he can't do some of the things that he might want to do at that position, he still bring that little mm, behind him pass mm-hmm. when he has to make tackles. You know, coordinators and head coaches or coaches, period, on the defensive side, look at them and say, okay, if you're doing what you're doing in, in the run game so well, maybe we need to bring you a little closer. I don't see it in your past game. And we didn't see it before the right. injury. Now you come off this 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 injury and you can see it. It's it's evident out there. I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but it, it is what it is. So also I've been questioning just the whole you know, what I've seen from years from just all those guys around attacking the, the ball carrier. I've seen guys allow the ball carrier uh, to catch the ball or and they just sit there and wait. No, you have to shoot. You have you allow me to set you up. It's it's curtains for you because I'm going to show you something that I know you want. And I, as soon as you take it, I'm going to go the other direction. So, you know, I, I was questioning maybe he's not wanting to push off that leg because of that injury. And he's trying to just say, hey. Whatever way I can stay on this field without doing too much, I'm going to do that. Hopefully that's the case. But uh, I just feel like we needed that change. And I'm, even if it doesn't make him, that doesn't please pleases him, if he can continue to grow at that position, he might be, you know, well off there. Or that might prolong his career because if not, I don't see him playing safety much right. longer especially doing some of the things that he's done in the past.
0: Right. And I think he's – I think what he's going to start to see too is he's actually helping him in that role because, I, you know, he does help against the run game there. Um, he's just not playing as much, and everybody wants to play. I mean, I get that. But I do think it's probably his role going forward, whether it's – The hardest
1: or, thing. That's yeah. the hardest thing, not playing. And, look, I, I remember when Shanahan told me, like, Tanner, we want to move you inside. I think you still can beat your guy. And I don't want to use you as much. You know, I, I looked at your reps and as a starter, you barely getting the ball. And that's that's the league I was in back then. Mm-hmm. I was the number one guy and barely getting the ball. And he like, so, you know, I don't want to burn you out. You getting up there in age. And I remember we had McCaffrey and those guys. And I feel like we left them outside and burned them out when they didn't when we wasn't using them. I could bring you inside, bring you in on third down and you're going to be in a read. You know, it, it didn't sound right. But guess what I said? Cause I know how this world works. I'm like, if you feel like that's gonna be best for us as a team, I'ma roll with it. Yeah. Cause now it's in your hands to prove to us that this works. Right. And as crazy as it sound, you know, it worked. The first year it worked. Um, I had eight touchdowns. Right. And you know, I was listening. I, I I talked to a lot of my friends now, and they was like, Tanner, we 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 face you guys, and our coach was still circling you. Like, look, 89 come in the game. You know what he can do. And he right. said, we would know that on third down, it's a possibility you get in the ball and you still get open. So just knowing that I was able to still be a difference maker, coming in, playing less, you know, you, I had to adapt to that. I had to really see it work. And so I think hopefully he can start seeing that stuff work for him. His body feels fresher. He's getting that bounce again. And then now the coaches might say, hey, we need to up his reps because the way he's flying around with less reps, and not having to use that leg, use that Achilles, and now he can fire off and have confidence behind that leg. You know, this is his role, and I, I'm hoping that that can happen because I think he's still a tremendous athlete and a football player, but he just has to change his 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 process, his thought process of who he is as a player.
0: Right, and I, and I do think he helps there. And I think that part of the reason the defense is starting to improve is because he is down in there, and I love Cam Curl back there with – well, I love you know, in putting him in in the in that role that that Landon was in. Let's go to the receivers, Diami Brown. What have you seen from him?
1: I see a confident guy. I see a confident young man. I just had him on the podcast. We had him on the Players Club podcast um uh, a week ago, last week, and he got on me about North Carolina beating my Kings, and he told me <laughs> NC State was going to take us down too. So he know. I hope he. He 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 catched this because you know Miami <laughs> surprised him and, and and got NC State. But I see a confident young man. Uh, I talked to him about his confidence. I talked to him about you know having a chance to really step up and uh, you know take a grasp of this opportunity with Samuels down. Uh, and then I saw him go down last week, and I'm like, ah, yeah. man, I hope it's not something that's gonna you know keep him out that long. But uh, just talking to him, excuse me, he's very confident about his game about itself, especially when you have speed that he has, it's hard to not be confident. You know, I think one of the things that's going to be key for him going forward is just continue to to grow at the position and watch the guys in front of him. He said he loved watching Terry do what he does. He said Terry is all is very helpful. Uh, he said he's basically a sponge around Terry. Terry's giving him a lot of insight, but I told him, you know, what he can do best is just watch. You know, that's one of the things I did. No matter how old or young you were, if you had something that I didn't have or that I liked, I would just watch you and I would say, okay, I'm going to add that to my toolbox and be able to use it. And that's something that I gave him. And I told him like, you know, also as a player in this game, you know, especially being a, a football player, we have that instinct or that mindset that we have to be the aggressor. I told him at our position, we have to allow things to flow our way. You know, we're not with the ball. We have to allow the offensive line to block enough and hold up for our quarterback so he could hit us in stride. and strive and, I told him that at times as a receiver, I used to be so anxious to, you know, mm-hmm. let's make this play work that, you know, when it didn't, it's because I was too anxious and, and, and I was blaming it on other folks. So if he allowed a game to flow to him and, and just take, you know, be patient with it, he would see that once you get that first grab, now that confidence level goes even higher. And then, then the second one come and then before you know it, you got a hundred some yard game, you got two touchdowns and you're doing that consistently. Now you're that player that you want to be on this level. So, uh, I'm glad I had a chance to sit down and talk to him, but hopefully he's not that banged up and he can be, you know, be ready this week. But he seemed like a guy that once he get his feet up on them and he starts making more plays, it's going to be not too long for him to be a guy that we could depend on too.
0: Well, and the funny thing is speaking to that, like what a, he's had a couple drops and yeah. they seem to stem from a guy who is trying a little bit too hard to make a play right now. i like, instead of yeah. catch the ball, go, he's going while he's trying to catch the ball and you know, and so I mean, have you is that part of what you've seen or what do you
1: think? And that's one of the reasons why I told him to let the game flow to his, mm-hmm. you know, flow his way. You know, I saw that and that's one I was I was speaking on. I was basically telling him what you just said without saying something about drops. That's one of the Right, words right, 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 yeah. Receiver. yeah. It's like, hey man, I see you had some drops. Now I'm thinking like, oh, he's right, decent, right, right. You know I mean, he, he, he tried yeah, to call yeah, me out. Yeah, yeah. So I, being that I was in your seat talking to this man on a, That's show, a smart way to go. I didn't look. I have to. You have to use yeah. these tactics because I've been there. And like a lot of guys don't have my my thought process or my mindset. Like, look, I could say this guy's doing his job. He calling me out. I can't be all in my feelings. It is what it is. I know I dropped it, so I don't need to be repeated. You right. know, you reminded I mean But a lot of guys don't think that way. They take they they kind of get offended by that. So. I was basically letting him know in so many words without telling him that, look, allow the game to flow your way. You know what I mean? I understand you're anxious. I understand you're confident. But sometimes you have to humble yourself a little more, you know, until you get yourself really out there and make those plays consistently. And um, that's all I got that he had to do. You know, as a young man, you're trying to prove, 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 prove to everybody. And I think the best thing happened for me is two things happened to me that makes me think right now, what if? One as a you know my rookie season, I hurt my knee before I even played a preseason game. Mm-hmm. So I'm out that whole entire preseason and into week 12 of that season. And so I didn't know at the time that was good for me because I've always been a guy playing and I've and I had started off so well in training camp. I'm like, man, this is this is a major setback. Right. And then two, the second thing happened is that I had veterans that believed in me, but they never told me that. They always doubted me and said, what you know. Uh, So they say, Santana, you know, I had Mo Lewis, man. I I haven't seen Mo Lewis since I left the Jets, but I always bring him up because he don't know how much he meant to my career because he doubted everything about me and he was doing it jokingly and I didn't take it as a joke, you know, and me and Marvin Jones are family and he knew that Marvin was close to me as an uncle. And so he would go, him and Marvin would be joking around with me and he'd be like, Marvin, he ain't showed me nothing yet. So, so, you know, you know, you know, you, you got to show me something. And I took that to heart. And before you know it, I was always trying to prove to him that I was that guy, you know. So every game that I did something well, he would come and gave me that pat, like, "Okay, I'm, I see a little bit. But you got to show me again." And right. then it was the next week I do it again. He like, "Okay," and you got to show me. And before you know, it, he left me alone. And that was my to me, okay, I'm here, you know, because Mo Lewis left me alone. Right. So I've been Mo Lewis all my life, you know. So if when he left me alone, I knew I arrived and. That I needed that for my career, because from there I always had it in the back of my head, I can never go back to that guy that they questioned. And I think all young guys need that; they need that that checking, that that you know, somebody to say, "Hey, I'm I'm here. I I, I see what you might have, but you got to show me consistently." And I think that was my way of telling him that, as a guy that's watching from the outside, looking in.
0: Two more things, and I always appreciate your time. Um, Dax Milne, have you seen much from him? And I ask about him because. I think he's a guy in the second half of the year that they're going to try and work in a little bit more, but have you seen enough from him to even to offer much of a a thought?
1: I always ask about him because I hate, you know, I I, I say his first name well, and I'm like, how you pronounce his second name? (laughs) You know, his last name, how you pronounce his last name? And guys laugh at me because he's shown up when when they throw the ball to him, he finds a way to come down with it. And so he had his spots where, I'm scratching my head like, hmm, you know, I'm not sure if they would kind of say, okay, Humphreys, we want to put him in front of you. I still like Humphreys too, but yeah. Dax has definitely, have definitely had some flashes here and there that has caught my eye. And so I'm hoping that we can find a way to work all these guys in more. Cause one of the things that I questioned, just knowing what we have, you know, it, 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 I'm never tired of seeing Terry work because I think it's just incredible, what he, yeah. he does. Every week, Terry's just found a way to show up. And it's hard. hard being that guy and having to show up and no one else is there to really take the load off you. But hopefully, our quarterback, knowing that he's doing a lot, hopefully he can take a lot of that pressure off because I've been seeing Humphreys, you know, show up. And I've been seeing Dak show up. And so I'm hoping that going forward that the coaches start saying, hey, we need to go after these guys a little more, especially in the inside because – these are your safety nets. When right. We don't have this tight end that we can depend on. And, and by the way, our tight end has stepped up and did a, yeah. did, did a tremendous job also. But those slot receivers have shown up a lot. And I'm like, I'm hoping that we can kind of take advantage of that. So um, I, I I see Dax getting a lot of burn or uh, going forward, just because we don't have a lot of guys out there. Right, you know, right. Depending on how Diami is, you know, with his injury, Dax might get, you know, get his number called a lot this week.
0: And that's why I asked, because I know that there are some people there, he's kind of opened their eyes a little bit, like he seems to get open a lot. So that's why I say I think he could be somebody, I don't know how to what level, but I think he could be do more. Last thing then on the quarterback thing, and you brought it up and, you know, your thoughts on Taylor, when you have like, if players view, because I'm assuming how you view it is going to be how some others are going to view it. When players view a guy like that, if they just view him that way, How does that impact anything? Does it impact you going into a game? Does it impact you during a game? Or are you able to separate and say, well, we got to make plays for this guy? Or is there a, I don't know if he can, and I'm not just putting everything on Taylor. I'm just in general, if players aren't as sold on a guy, how does that impact everything?
1: That's a great question. And the answer I would give you is that, you know, when we had Todd Collins in the game, I didn't look at him as a backup. Okay. At the time, you're playing. You're the guy up right now. You know, we have to go out there and do what we do so you can see the open guy and hit me. So I'm sure that those guys not looking at Taylor as a backup because he's the quarterback. He's the right. starter right now. And that's how I feel about defensive backs. I don't care who was the guy. When you win, you're the guy. Yeah. So I got to beat you. You know, so, yeah. you know, I think every guy on that team is really rooting for Taylor to do Taylor. And when you talk to those guys and you ask about Taylor, first thing they say is that you never know what you're going to get with him. So right. that's, you know, that's a good and a bad thing to me as a receiver because, one, I hope to know what you're bringing. You know, I hope to know that you're going to find me. But, two, as long as you're showing me the gut that you're showing me, that's what he's showing more than anything. He can be high with the ball. He can be off with the ball. He cannot see the guy. But he plays with his heart. Man, he does. That's-,
0: that's, fun. that's why it's fun to watch.
1: He lays it on the line. And if I can get that from my quarterback, look, man, as long as you give me an opportunity to win, I'm okay. I there do want know. the ball when I'm open, but if we, right. if you show me winning what, you know, you playing with a winning attitude, you know, I can ride with you. So um, I think going forward, man, we just got to allow Taylor to be Taylor. Like we was harping all week long leading right. to the green Bay game is that I don't see him throwing from the pocket. Like they do so much near those, right. I agree. Game Before green Bay. I, I saw a guy sitting in the pocket, not comfortable. That's not great.
0: Agreed. Agreed. You
1: can look and those coaches know this. I think they, Give us, you know, the hard time because they don't want to say what they want to say. Right. You know, give us that too much insight. But they know that they can put some rollouts in their game plan and keep him from running with it. I mean, at the end of the day, if he rolling out and no one's open, take those four yards. Right. Take those four right. yards. Positive yardage. Keep the offense moving. Keep the chains moving. So they know that. And I'm pretty sure they are telling him that. But yes. I think you've being too critical at times as, as a coach when you're saying we want him to take less hits. Look, you can't tell me how to play football once I'm in between I, those white lines. You can coach me up to be prepared for whatever you want me to execute. But once I got that rock in my hand, it's my show. And that's what Taylor has to do. I heard him last week. He pissed me off again. And I wasn't, you know, that pissed off. But when you're not winning, I'm going to always have a little bone to pick with you. But it seemed like he thought about that touchdown that he clearly had. He could have yes. walked in. He wouldn't even got touched. But they're in his head so much about how to go down, when to go down. He put his knee down first and I brought know. the ball back. And they now nah, it cost us a touchdown. So stuff like that bothers me because you hear and you see it. It's right there blatantly in front of your face that this guy is thinking because of some of the things he's been taught or told at work or in practice. And it comes out in the game. And you don't want him doing that, man. He's naturally – a football player, let him naturally go out there and play the way he knows how, because it's going to only help us win. And if he goes down, not saying that I want to see him go down, knock on wood. Right. If he goes down, then hopefully, because what you're saying you're doing is making sure those guys are prepared, whether whatever position they're in first, you know, one, two or three, hopefully we got Kyle Allen sitting there ready to go and be, be the backup or be the next guy up.
0: Tana, this is why you're the best. Thank you very much. And this is why you are still seen and heard. And that's why everybody wants you to be seen and heard. So
1: I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. You know me, man. I appreciate the time. Thank you, buddy.
0: That's it for this episode. Thanks to Santana for joining me, and thank you, as always, for listening. I'll be back with another episode on Friday. It's a big game Sunday. If Washington wants to show it, indeed took a step in a loss to the Packers. Talk to you next time.